Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MinaAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Mina AF. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's Monday wasn't too stinky. Today's episode is kind of a fun one. Buttholes, blepharoplasties, butt lifts, and Brazilians. We are going to run the gamut of stuff, so... Buckle up, stick with me. Um, we're going to have some fun. When I was thinking about doing this episode, really what had, uh, what triggered it was okay, I'm going to post something and my butt is going to be in the picture. And that's very, very upsetting to some people. And that whole thought process kind of went, I'll, I'm going to get back to that later, but really made me appreciate. I want to give a shout out to all of you guys that are listening because. Mina AF is my safe space. It is the people who like me, the more holistic version of me, think what I have to say is interesting or at least engaging and want to hear about the things that maybe didn't fit in the, you know, in the in the HGTV box. So, when I was thinking about, oh, okay, I can't post this on my Instagram because all the Karens of the world are going to get, you know, up in arms and it's going to be a thing, it's going to be terrible. Which then got me to, I'm going to pose this to you guys because the last three months, the amount of you that are listening has doubled, which is really amazing. So thank you guys. Thank you for putting up with me and listening and sharing. It really is important when you guys like tell your friend about the podcast, uh, the more people that are listening, you know, eventually maybe this can be my actual job and I can, you know, make a living off of it. Right now we're all just having fun. But Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being my safe space because I knew I could talk about all this stuff here and y'all aren't going to completely, you know, bash me. This got me thinking about my social media and it's this weird world. And I was talking to Steve about this. Like I have 600,000 followers. 
how many I regularly engage with, it's probably, you know, in the tens of thousands. But you can't unring that bell. Like all the people that are following me that aren't following me for the version of me that I am today, I don't necessarily know who they are until they outwardly troll. And then I have made it a habit to block them. But there's so many of them. And there's so many that are trolls. No matter what I post, there's almost always someone that's going to be upset or feel offended or feel like they've been lied to or I'm whatever the situation is. Um, and this really kind of came to light because Steve recently posted um, – I'm sure you guys already know, but Steve runs HawkFit, which is an online um, training platform. He's really good at it. And he has a lot of these like amazing uh, progress pictures. Like he doesn't even call them before and after because this is really you know, a lifestyle being fit. And I've talked openly about my mommy makeover. And he posted a picture pre-mommy makeover, post-mommy makeover, and post being in the HawkFit program for like six months. and this is what's so frustrating is people just don't use their brains. They don't read. And so many people were up in arms like, oh, well, she cheated. She had surgery. She didn't do the work, blah, blah, blah. And this is just infuriating to Steve, much more than it is to me because I'm honestly kind of used to it at this point. But he's like, I, I, they just – people are stupid. They don't listen. They don't read. You've been open about this. Yes, what I was pointing out was that you didn't get your back muscles and your definition from a mommy makeover. That was from hard work. That was from lifting. But the, just the comments got, I'm sure you guys can imagine, got so wild. And then people are messaging me because they're upset because they saw my butt because I'm wearing underwear in the picture that are you know the same as a swimsuit bottom, but whatever. So thinking more about how can I undo this audience? that really doesn't want to be here anymore. And most of you probably follow me on social media, so so you saw my request for people to unfollow me, for us to stop doing this to each other, the people who don't actually get any joy from anything I post or a laugh or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But there's just so many people that hate follow. It's like the train wreck or the, you know, car accident. You just have to look. So I think from that post, you know, maybe 10 people unfollowed me. but. I was trying to think about how can I really rein this in. So my Instagram audience is more representative of my Mina AF audience. And there's not really a good way to do it other than a subscription. And I just don't know how I feel about it. So I'm posing this to you guys. I haven't asked Megan this. I think we can put a poll in the show notes. I would really, really, really appreciate if you guys would like do the poll and like answer the questions and let me know how you feel about this once I explain it to you. So on Instagram, you can make like a subscriber account. So because I I don't want to start over. I don't want to close down Mina Starziak Hawk and start a new account. That just seems like a bad idea. But I also want to be able to share more. I feel like I am policing myself so much on what I share with you guys on social media because the overwhelming majority of my followers aren't necessarily you guys uh, that follow on Mina AF and are here for really the version of me that I that I am and that I want to be. So you can do a subscription and the least amount you can charge for it is 99 cents. And it's not about the money. They don't make it free. Like you can't subscribe for free. 
but I'm toying with the idea of creating a subscription. So those of you who want, like, I guess what I want to do is kind of create a small barrier to entry. I feel like all these buttholes, this is where we got to the, the, the B, the alliteration in my title that I felt very clever for, these buttholes out here that are all sitting behind their keyboards and there's no barrier to entry. There's no risk to say something rude or mean because half of these people are using fake accounts. There's no like when I joined Facebook, you had to have a college email address. That was the barrier to entry. These are the people who are joining. You know they are all like-minded individuals. Not like-minded, but we're all in college. We all have a .edu address. And then, you know, Facebook obviously grew after that. But Instagram, social media in general is not that anymore. There's no barrier to entry. There's no consequence because you don't even have to be yourself. And when you don't have to be yourself, you don't have to stand behind the shit you're saying. I'm out here being myself, front and center, like, you know, love it or hate it. And you people that are clapping back don't even have the the cojones to be yourself when you're clapping back, which just seems really unfair. Anywho, so this idea of having a subscription where honestly, probably the majority of my content would just be posted to my subscription. So you guys would have to say, like, that would be the opt-in, the barrier to entry. And these Karens that don't actually like me and don't want to follow me, my hope is that they just won't be able to abide spending 99 cents a month to follow someone they hate. They can only do it for free and troll them. So those of you that do and really want like a lot more of the content that I talk about here and like I don't post stuff of my kids and I'm, you know, regulating this this video that's of my butt because I got injections in my butt, you guys. We're going to talk about that. Um, and I want to be like open and I think it's super interesting and I want to share about it. But I also know everyone's going to lose their minds if I post a picture of my butt on my social media. So my question for you is, my long-winded question is, really the only people that I care about catering to is the people who are listening here, who are here for Mina AF and like, you know, this this bigger version of me. Would you guys be willing to pay the minimum that Instagram requires, which is 99 cents a month, to have a version of my Instagram account that's much more re- representative of like the podcast. So with fewer, um, just I guess less censoring. I censor myself so much on Instagram. So I'm going to figure out some kind of poll. I'm going to um, ask Megan to, well, I'm going to ask Megan to figure out a poll and put it in the show notes. Let me know. Yes, no, maybe. Because if everyone's like, no, that sucks. I'm not paying a dollar. I don't care. Um, then then I won't do it. But if there's enough of you that are like, yeah, no, that that I would I would like to have more access to the version of you that we get on Mina AF in a visual format. Because although like Mina AF is on YouTube, you can like watch me talk. It's just me talking. I have five million videos and clips and funny things and you know Steve's dilly and gray sweatpants videos that I don't post on Instagram because it'll upset so many people. But I would if I knew I was catering to a specific audience that like really wanted to be there. So let me know how you feel about that. Click the show notes, please. Thank you. Also in the show notes, I'm going to put, I don't know how many things I can put in the show notes. I'm making this up, but I'm sure Megan will figure it out. Um, I'm going to put some before and after pictures. So I did. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. (laughs) 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Two things with um, my surgeon, Dr. Colts in Toledo, and even thinking about how I was going to talk about them. And when I was going to post the video, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to present this in a certain way and people are going to get all bajiggity about it. It got me thinking about, I've talked about a little bit about it before, but this idea of where we all draw our line on our moral high ground and why it matters. And I was even thinking like the word plastic surgery, I Googled it because I was like, I wonder what people, because it's just it's like this dirty word, like you don't want to tell people you had plastic surgery. And that's why people call it a mommy makeover because that softens it. And like, oh, because I was a mom, I, I now deserve this. Like, so there's this, this like entitlement to, to the surgery. Whereas if you haven't gone through the, the burden of caring children, you, you, you don't, you shouldn't get plastic surgery, which is just ridiculous. And again, me knowing I don't need to rationalize it to anyone, but also just being human and that being my thought process, that's what I do all day, every day. And thinking about it, because everything we do, like it's a matter of where we want to spend our time and where we want to spend our money. And when I was thinking about posting this and what I was going to say and how I was going to present it, all these thoughts flooded in my head. Like I cut my hair twice a year. I don't color my hair. I don't perm my hair. I don't buy fancy purses. I don't buy fancy clothes. I drive a 2009 Suburban that was a hand-me-down from a family member. Like, I don't have fancy cars. I spend money on my family, my food, and myself. Um, And that's me, like, validating the money that goes towards those things. So when I get Botox or, you know, if I get a spray tan – which then had me back to this conversation about how we all decide where we draw our line on what we feel like is acceptable for ourselves, but also what we feel like is acceptable for other people. The injections, like the filler that you get in your lips that so many women, whether they'll tell you or not, get in their lips, you can put that like 500 places on your body. You can put it in your jawline and change the shape of your jawline. You can make it more defined. You can make it softer and your face more heart-shaped. You can put filler in your cheeks. Um, I know a lot of people think I have filler in my cheeks. I don't. I just have very lovely cheekbones. Those are my eyebrows. Not eyebrows. Eyelashes. Those are the things that I love most about my face. Um, they're my claims to fame. But no, no filler in my cheeks. Um, you can get it in your temples. You can get, I mean, so many places. And I think what it's become most famous for is like Kim K getting filler in her, her butt because she was like, they're not implants. I swear. Look, I'll get an x-ray. You'd be able to see an implant on an x-ray. So we're going to talk about a butt lift. And when I was thinking about posting it, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to have to say because A, people are going to get upset about Steve's program because like, oh, see, she's still doing fake stuff. Like she's not doing squats to get that butt. She's cheating. She's doing whatever, which is again, just wild. So after I got my mommy makeover, I started lifting with Steve and I probably lost about another 20 pounds over like that year. Not 
actively trying to like lose weight, but it was just a natural progression from gaining so much muscle. And I was trying to think about how to explain this. Like if you take a balloon and you like blow up a balloon and then you let the air out, the balloon's kind of like saggy because it got stretched out and then deflated. And that's what happens to our skin on our body. And particularly me, because I'm a redhead, like different ethnicities have different elasticity, different melatonin amounts, like all these things in their skin. And when you have like fair skin like me, it just doesn't have the elasticity that a lot of other uh, people do. I will wrinkle quicker. I will, you know, my skin will get creepier and saggier quicker. It's just the life of being a ginger. So when I lost all this weight, although I've been like incredibly fit, like my my legs feel like I'm wearing like loose pantyhose because of the skin. And my butt is like a half-filled bag of flour, no matter how many squats or lunges I do. And whether we all want to admit it or not, like I care about the way I look and the way I look makes me feel a certain way about myself. I want to feel like I'm turning 39. I don't feel 39. Like I want to look the way I feel. And this whole conversation about where people draw the line is so interesting to me where they like, it's okay to care to this level, but not okay to care to that level. And that's why I think it was interesting for me to point out, okay, the filler that you put in your lip, you're probably going to judge me for putting in my butt, but it doesn't really make sense. So let's think about that. Like, let me challenge you on that. And Brazilians, like I've been getting Brazilians since I can remember. And that's wax and everything down there, you guys. And some people would say, like, I I think it's interesting because it's like no one sees that except me and my husband. No one sees that. But it's still something that I care about and that I invest in financially. I spend time doing it. It's not quick to get a wax down there, you guys. Um, But it's something that I do for me that no one else gets to see. But it is a change in my physical appearance. And it's one that is out of vanity. And it's one that I spend my money and my time on. And I think, you know, some people's argument would be like, oh, well, you do that for your husband. Part of a Brazilian is waxing your butthole. And my husband does not go anywhere near that. I'm just going to put that out there. That is, that is, uh, that is just something that we've decided is not a thing. So that's just for me. So where, think about where you draw the line for yourself even. Like, do you dye your hair every two weeks? Do you get Botox? Do you get filler in your lips, but you're like, oh, but you shouldn't get it in your butt? Or do you put eye pencil on your eyebrows every single day, but you would never get your eyebrows microbladed because that's just too vain or whatever it is? Thinking about, really, that's just what I want everyone to do is kind of like this just to be thought-provoking so you can kind of question your own judgments. Um And the reason I know you're having them is because I have them against myself. So I've been talking to my doctor, Dr. Colts, for about a year about this. And putting filler in your butt is a different beast than your lips just because it takes more. It's a bigger surface. And kind of talking through the reasons you would do it, which I think are interesting. Because if I'm being honest, the path of least resistance and the most bang from your buck is to go under general anesthesia to get lipo take fat out from somewhere else, and then put it into your butt. It's, you know, that you're going to spend nine dollars to $13,000, $14,000 on, and you're going to kind of get a twofer because they'll take some out of your, your belly or your back or whatever, and they'll put it where you want. Um, but there's a few reasons that you would do filler instead of that. So one is 
not wanting to go under general anesthesia. Um, that is a barrier to entry for a lot of people. They just don't like it. They're not comfortable with it. Um, and also I think there is this mental jump from an injectable to a surgery. So while you're probably spending about the same amount of money and you're getting a very similar outcome, there's this feeling of, well, I didn't have surgery. I didn't go under a knife. I've only had injections. I've only had filler. Like this moral high ground you can stand on to say, I've never had plastic surgery. I just do filler here and there. Um, I think is an interesting conversation. Anywho, the other reason to do filler instead of using your own fat is if you don't have another like enough fat other places, which sounds like a real dick thing to say. I totally get it. Like I don't have enough fat to put in my butt, but there are, for a lot of reasons. If uh, you know, think about someone who's like a marathon runner. They just don't have a lot of fat in their body. They're very lean, lean muscle, but maybe they you know want more junk in the trunk. They can't get it from their own body. So doing filler. And for me, it's kind of twofold. So when I had my mommy makeover, I had some liposuction. And that's also something you don't want to do regularly because what they're doing is detaching your skin from the stuff under it. And that's why compression is so important after it because you want to make sure everything reattaches or what you end up with is like your skin is a pair of pantyhose that's 10 times too big. And if you're detaching your skin multiple times, that's going to make that more and more likely to be an issue where you're going to have like a very dramatic, like loose, saggy skin. So talking to Dr. Colts about this, that was our conversation. I was like, well, can we just take some from somewhere else and put it in there? And he said, you know, we could try, but you're probably not going to get the result you want because even if we could get a decent amount, it's about half of the fat. Anytime you do a fat transfer, whether you are doing a fat transfer and you're putting it in your lips or your butt or your breasts or you know your hips, wherever you're putting it, it's about like 50% survival rate, which sounds kind of crazy. Um, just that like the survival rate, it sounds like someone's dying. It's just the fat. Only so much fat can be taken out and put back in and still survive. So maybe the volume you come out with, you're happy with, but over time, you're only going to have about half that. So because I've already had liposuction and because I just don't really have enough fat in other places in my body, what we landed on was filler, which is what you would put in your lip and we put it in my booty. And the process is you – when I talked to him, he was like, look, the amount we're going to do on you is probably a tenth of what like Kim K actually has in her butt. Um, he was like, that. you can go – the amount of filler it would take to get that is probably like thirty dollars or $40,000. It's very cost prohibitive. Um, and hers is probably a combination of fat from her own body and filler, I would presume. I don't know if anyone really knows. I tried Googling it and it's very mysterious what's actually in there other than we just know it's not an implant. So you do like two or three injection sessions um, because – the filler is it kind of like kind of like when you inject your own fat it will like it will take its own shape and form and grow more or less kind of i guess 
not randomly. I really should have Dr. Colts on for this episode. I'm probably like sharing so much misinformation. But you put a little bit in, you wait a month and see how your body reacts with it. So about a month ago, I went for the first time and I have a they took a video of the process um, for their own social media channels and because I think it's interesting and I've always wanted to be open and honest with you guys about the things I'm doing because I never want anyone to look at a post of me on my beach with my family and think I'm doing something wrong because I don't look like her, which we've all done before with someone. Um, I want people to know I've had implants. I've got filler in my butt. I don't actually have filler in my lips or my cheeks, uh, but I do Botox. Like I do these things because a, you know, even though I know I'm going to be judged for them, like they make me happy. It is, I used to every morning before I had my mommy makeover, my plastic surgery, Every morning, walking into my closet to get dressed would about put me in tears because I was like, I don't feel like this is my body. I can't wear my clothes. I don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm wearing a fat suit. And it was just a fight to not like be in tears just trying to find something to put on my body that didn't make me feel like complete shit. And not feeling that way, I think, is something that I like took for granted because I was in that place for for a minute and being able to just like put something on and feel okay and feel good or waking up and seeing that I have eyebrows because they're microbladed and I'm a ginger and if I the ginger me in the summer has no eyebrows they bleach out people look weird without eyebrows y'all so mine are microbladed and it just is this small thing that makes such a big difference in in how I feel about myself. And it's just interesting how much people will judge that depending on where they draw their line of like what's acceptable. So it's acceptable to draw your eyebrows on every day, but maybe not acceptable to microblade them on. Or it's acceptable to line your lips every day, but maybe not acceptable to do filler in your lips to make them look the way they look when you line them. All those interesting things. Anywho, I've kind of gotten off track. So a month ago, I had some injection. Um, and then this past week, I went again and had the second one. And we did like my hip dips. So it's the place like right under your hip bone that kind of goes in instead of going out with the rest of your butt. Like that's the hip dip. It's like under your hip bone but above your saddlebag. And Pete told me the name for – he said the name for – saddlebags the other day. And I was like, you talking about my saddlebags? I don't know what the technical term was, but it sounded much nicer than saddlebags. Um, And it was interesting because we did the same amount of filler on both hip dips, but the right one took to it more. So this second round, we put a little bit more on the left side than we did on the right side. And you'll kind of even it out. And it takes like two or three times. And if I didn't tell you guys, probably no one would notice um, I actually thought about doing like, you know, a little spin and being like, let's play the guessing game. Like where on Mina's body does she have filler? Um, cause I do that. I think it's interesting. Like when I look at celebrities pictures, I'm like, I wonder if they did this or if they've done that just cause I'm curious. So that's the butt lift part of the title. I, I think like that they call them like a BBL. So like a Brazilian butt lift, 
But you can do that a bunch of different ways. So you can do that with an implant or with your own fat or with filler like you would put in your lips. Um, And the other thing I did that I don't think anyone noticed, which is perfect. I feel like that is the right amount of work if like no one notices it. I'm going to put the picture, my before picture, blepharoplasty. That's the fancy word for an eyelid lift. And there's a genetic component to it. Like if if any of you ask like your 60 plus people in your in your family or um, that you know, a lot of older people have to get an eyelid lift because the skin is so pronounced that it actually can like start affecting your vision. Um, like my grandma had to have it done and, you know, my dad had it done at one point. So there's a point where it becomes like more of a medical necessity. That was not my case. Mine was my right eye, like you could not see my eyelid. It was, it would be, there was so much more skin and it was so swollen. And I think when I have like mascara on and whatever, whatever I do to myself to make it feel like I can't see it as much, but it's been driving me crazy for three years. And even Steve, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about until I showed him, like I took a picture and showed him. And I was like, look at the difference in my two eyes. And I'll put that picture in the show notes. I was like, it drives me crazy. And I don't like wearing makeup. I don't want to put makeup on every day. I want to be able to wake up, feel fresh face and just roll out of bed. And I don't feel that way. I feel like I have to do something because I don't like this. Again, taking me back to you have straight brown hair. You're like, I want to do something because I don't like this. So I dye it blonde and I perm it. It's just putting that out there so to think about where your judgment lies and what the difference is really there. Because I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just asking the question. So it was super interesting. A lot of people, when they get eyelid lifts, they're doing it with a bunch of other procedures like liposuction or a facelift. So they're under general anesthesia. Um, so they're asleep. But this is the only reason I ended up doing this. You can do an eyelid lift awake under local anesthesia if you are a calm enough person to sit there while someone cuts your eyelid open, which I didn't know if I was or not, but I did it, y'all. And I'm going to tell you about it because it was very interesting. So Steve came with me because he was getting some like Botox or something while I was getting this done. Steve's in a room with one of the other amazing gals on like the aesthetic side of PicoMD and Dr. Colts um, comes, like we walk into a room, I lay down on a table and they, like the only thing I really felt was um, the the numbing shot, which like it stings. I'm sure you guys have all had a numbing shot for something, whether it was like dental work or whatever the case may be, stitches. So you feel the numbing shot, you get like numbing in your eyelid and then we just chat for about 45 minutes while he did this procedure and the lights above me, it was interesting. So my eyes are closed. You obviously have to keep them closed. And what they do is cut out like a sliver of each eyelid and then stitch it back together. So think about like the actual shape of your eye. They cut out that shape in your eyelid. So it kind of closes naturally and it closes on a crease that you already would have in your eyelid. Um, And when he cut the skin out, the lights in the ceiling got brighter, like I had opened my eyes, but I obviously hadn't opened my eyes. It was just because the skin was gone, which was the like the weirdest feeling ever. So we do this. It was under 45 minutes. Sutured me up. 
um, no like pain medication. No, like it was like it, it was so easy. And I got done and walked into Steve's room where he was getting his Botox before he was done with his injections. I was like, this is wild. This is wild that you can do this. Um, but on the bright side, if I had done that, if I had said, I can't sit through that, I only want to get the eyelid lift, but I want to go under, then you're adding, like, then it becomes a little bit more cost prohibitive because you're having to pay for an anesthesiologist, which is a couple grand, as well as probably whatever the surgery center fee is, which is a couple grand. Um, so just the eyelid lift, if you can do it awake, very reasonable. And I'm, I think I'm like a month or six weeks out now and I'll put the before, and this is what I'm talking about. Like I would have already posted these pictures on my Instagram account, but people will lose their minds. So that's what I'm toying with the idea of this like subscription group of people. Um, so I can post these things in real time and it'll be with people who are interested and want to see them and whatever that is. Going back to going back to that, please fill out the survey. Let me know if you want me to do that. But I took the before, I took like right after the procedure because nothing's swollen yet and like minus the stitches, that's what it'll look like when it's done. And then I took a couple like progress ones because like one of my eyes bruised kind of bad, but it was just shocking how easy it was and how subtle yet huge the difference was. And I'm not going to lie, you guys, Steve was terrified. He did not want me to do this. He was like, I don't want you to mess with your face. You have a beautiful face. Why are you doing this? You're going to mess up your face. I was like, I'm not going to mess up my face. It's not dramatic. It's this, it's this little thing. And after I did it, he was like, I never noticed before, but I totally see what you're talking about now. And it looks great. I'm glad you're happy with it. But he would be supportive no matter what I did. He's really good about that. Um, so that's what those are the the fun things I've been experimenting with um the last few months. And it really is like once you start, I feel like Botox is the gateway drug. It's like weed is the gateway drug to everything else, is what they taught you in school. But Steve kind of experienced it like when he started getting tattoos. And if if any of you have tattoos, like they're kind of addicting because and again, let's talk about let's talk about tattoos. Like my husband has spent probably ten thousand dollars on his sleeve. And it's a procedure where you do something permanent to change the look of your body purely for vanity reasons because you like the way it looks. But tattoos are so much more socially acceptable than cosmetic surgery or cosmetic procedures. And it's just so interesting to me. And I roll it around in my brain all the time because I, I'm judging myself. Like, no, it feels different. Like getting filler in my butt is different than you getting a tramp stamp on your lower back. But is it? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know. I could ramble about that for a long time. But what I pose to you guys is if you are feeling judgy about someone else or about yourself to just like think about some of those things. Like why am I judging myself? Whose like standard am I trying to hold myself to or like is is there a reason for any of this? And the way I've rationalized mine is, A, accepting I do care about what I look like. I feel better when I look better. And when I feel better, I can do better every day in my life. And I can show up more for myself. I can show up more for my kids. And whether that means I went and got my hair done and I feel fresh to death 
or I went and got a laser peel and my skin is looking on point or got, you know, some filler and whatever it is, whatever your thing is, I guess because I'm trying to not judge myself, I just want to encourage you guys to try to do the things that make you happy and not judge yourself, whether that's my massage I get every two weeks or my butt filler that I got. Um, so that's buttholes, blepharoplasties, but lifts and Brazilians for you guys. Um, I'm really interested to see your guys' feedback on the subscription idea. Um, and again, click the link in the show notes. There's also the link to leave me questions. I would love your guys' like feedback. I think what would be really interesting, because this is a super hot button topic, like plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery. When I when actually when I looked it up, plastic surgery is the alteration of your body to make it the way it was. So like reconstructive surgery, whereas cosmetic surgery is the really like the term, I guess, that has the aesthetic component and isn't just to like, if you had a mastectomy to rebuild your breast, that would be considered plastic surgery. But just a breast implant to make your boobs bigger would be cosmetic surgery, I think is the difference. I don't know. Um, Oh my gosh, I was asking you guys a question and it's totally... Oh, this is what I want you to do. Because this is such a hot button topic, I would love you guys to call in and leave questions like, even if it's not necessarily what you think, like devil's advocate, like, well, this is where I draw the line and this is why, or this is where I think the line is and why I think it would be, um, or your experience you've had with procedures you've had and how people have judged you, or if you've kept things private because you didn't want to be judged. I'm just super interested in hearing some of your experiences um, and see how many kind of like overlap or differing. So yeah, so many things in the show notes today, guys. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I'm super excited to hear all your guys' feedback. And thank you for listening to Mina AF. I will see you guys next Tuesday.